You are listening to the Impact Church Podcast. To learn more about Impact Church, visit us online at impactharlem.org. You can also check us out on social media. This morning is going to be uh, a little different as we, we kind of go backwards in the book of Ephesians. So what we've been doing is just walking through the book of Ephesians together. We've been studying what it looks like to be a follower of Jesus and how we can continue to walk in his will, how we can continue to align our hearts with his heart. And last week we were in Ephesians 5. And we hit the end of Ephesians 5. And what I want to do this week is kind of jump back to the beginning of chapter 5. And what we're going to see is something that is going to propel us into next week. So next week, we're going to see how we can truly face the battle in our Christian life. We're going to see how when the enemy throws things at us, that we have some some amazing armor from God that we get to put on each and every day to fight that battle. But this week, we're going to see why we even have to fight the battle to start with. We're going to see kind of what that looks like. And then as we close out this series next week, we're going to see how we can walk in Jesus on an everyday basis and how we can truly face this crazy world as Christ followers, because the world's crazy. How many people went trick-or-treating last night? Did you see any craziness out there? So I did. So in my neighborhood, somebody actually got in the sewer, dressed like a clown with the balloon hanging out of the sewer, just like it, and he was really giving candy out from the sewer. Like, that really happened. And to me, that's just absurd. Um, But it was really cool. But people are just crazy. They do all kinds of fun, crazy stuff. And I know people had fun last night. My kids ate a ton of candy. When I woke up this morning, they were already awake. And their breakfast was Reese cups and gummies and whatever they had pulled out before I ever even made it to where they were. So, man, it it was just a, a good time of fun last night. But we we see that Halloween can be crazy, but that's expected But the world in general is just gone crazy. We see it everywhere we turn, everywhere we look. It seems like the world is getting farther and farther and farther away from Jesus. So it is our responsibility and our duty as Christ followers to walk in Christ so that we can help draw people towards Jesus. So the Spirit works through us And the Spirit begins to draw people unto Himself because of our obedience. So that's what I want us to look at today. So we're going to be in chapter 5 of Ephesians. And we're going to read one verse here, verse 8. Verse 8 says this, For at one time you were darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. God, I pray that you speak this morning that you change hearts, that we leave this place on fire for you with a, with a renewed mindset and a renewed freshness so that we can live the life that you've called us to live. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. So I want you to understand something from this one verse. 
that once you were darkness. That at one point in your life, you were darkness. And you may not understand what that means. What does it even mean to be darkness? Because maybe we don't feel like we've ever been that way. Maybe we feel like we're pretty bubbly and we have a light about us. But Paul, he tells us what this means. So we don't have to guess what it means to be in darkness. He tells us. So as we kind of jump around in chapter 5, we're going to read verses 3 through 5, and he explains what the darkness looks like. He says, But sexual immorality and all impurity or covetousness must not even be named among you as is proper among saints. Let there be no filthiness, nor foolish talk, nor crude joking, which are out of place, but instead let there be thanksgiving. For you may be sure of this, that everyone who is sexually immoral or impure or who is covetous, that is an idolater, has no inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and God. So here we see that Paul points out some sexual immorality. He starts talking about impurity. And what we have to understand is in, in this time that this was a huge problem and issue in the world. That the idea of purity, the idea of, of biblical relationships when it comes to sexual matters was completely thrown out the window. And there was a ton of sexual immorality and impurity. And especially in Ephesus, this was just something that was rampant. And then we fast forward to 2020 and we see that right here at home that it still hasn't changed, that there's still a ton of sexual immorality and impurity. And Paul says, hey, so I want you to get this. I want you to understand that this type of behavior will not inherit the kingdom of God. Now, before that scares you or before that just kind of blows your mind up, I want to give you two fallacies that have floated around about this statement. One of the fallacies says that, hey, you know what? I have these thoughts. So because I have these thoughts, the Bible says that I've actually committed this in my heart. So if I've committed this, then there's no way that I'll ever go to heaven. That's one of the fallacies. The other fallacy is that, man, God's grace is enough. So no matter what I do, I can go to heaven. So let me tell you the truth. When we examine scripture in its entirety, is that we're going to screw up. Amen? We're going to mess up. We're going to sin. Here's what Paul is saying. That habitual, unrepentant sin has no place in the kingdom of God. He doesn't, he doesn't mean in this passage that if you commit a sin of sexual immorality or if you do something that's impure or if that's just a mistake that you've made that you can't inherit the kingdom of God. Scripture is clear that God's grace is immeasurable and it covers a multitude of sin. But what Paul is saying is that if this is the lifestyle in which you're living, if this is habitual, if this is unrepentant and you don't even care about living in the darkness, then you have no place in the kingdom of God. Meaning that 
you really don't have a relationship with Jesus. And that's important for us to understand is that darkness looks like the world. So when when Paul says, hey, you were once in darkness, this is how you once lived your life, and he's speaking to Christians. We we talked about that in week one, that he wrote this to the church, to, to those who are following after Jesus. And he says, hey, once you were in darkness, once you lived this way, once you lived in a way that was immoral and impure, and it was just full of crude talk. It was, it was full of things that weren't of God. And then in, in verse 8, he says, For at one time you were darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. And then he gives us a command and says, Walk as children of the light. And this has been his theme throughout this book is that we were once dead and he brought us to life. We were once in darkness. And then we see point number two here is that now you are light. And you say, okay, well, that sounds great. I'm glad that now I'm light. What does that mean? What does that look like? He told me to walk in that. How can I do that? And a good thing for us, again, is that Paul doesn't leave us hanging. Paul tells us how to do it. So if we look, verses 15 through 19, we see how he tells us to walk in the light. He says, look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit, addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord with your heart. So he gives us a blueprint of how to walk in the light. First of all, he says, look carefully then how you walk. In other words, pay attention to the way that you're living your life. Pay attention to what darkness looks like so that we don't have to walk that way. So be careful how you walk. Be careful about the decisions that you make. Think about it a little bit. He says to be wise in the way that you live your life. But not in our wisdom in godly wisdom. So therefore, the closer that we continue to get to God, the more wisdom that could be poured into our life, the easier it is for us to walk in the light. So he tells us to walk carefully, to be wise. And then he says, hey, why don't you make good use of the time that you have? Now, the Greek word that he uses here for the time is not make use of every single second of every moment. That's a different kind of time. So this time is he uses as a season. So make make use of the season that you're in. Whatever season God has you in in your life right now, make the best use of that time. And it may not be a season that you want to be in. And Paul is still saying, hey, you know what? Make the best use of 
the time that you're in right now. And the season may be hard. The season may be dragging you down. The season may be painful. The season may be confusing. It may be overwhelming. But as we walk in the light, man, we can still make use of the time. Man, God has us where we are for a reason. And we oftentimes use the excuse that I'm just not where I need to be. I'm just going through a hard time in my life. Man, I'm just in a season where I just can't do anything for the Lord. And, and we see that Scripture blows that notion up. Scripture says, hey, I know that the season may be hard, but use this time to glorify and honor God the best that you can. And that's hard for us to do. Because if you're like me, now when you're going through stuff, you just kind of want to sit down and you want to just kind of wallow in that depression or wallow in that circumstance or say, man, you know what? I'm just not where I need to be right now. There's no way I could be beneficial. There's no way that I could be used for the kingdom. There's no way that I can walk as the light. I just don't have the strength. And you know what? That's exactly right. And you never will. And I never will. We have strength because of Jesus. He gives us the strength. He pours the strength into our life. And the Spirit works in us and He works through us no matter what we're going through so that we can make the best use of the time and the season that we're in right now. And we're in a season in our, in our country to where the, the world needs to see people living out Jesus. Man, there's a lot of churches that have been doing a bunch of political sermons and series, and, and that's fine. So here's my political and whatever you want to call it, little thing for you today, is follow Jesus. Man, follow Jesus. Jesus is at the center of it all. That no matter what happens after Tuesday, Jesus is still King Jesus. God is still on the throne. The Holy Spirit is still working in the hearts and the lives of believers. And the church is still the church. We still get to make a difference because we're walking as the light. Man, we got to come out of the darkness. We were once in the darkness. Man, I remember that life. And it was, man, it was empty. And there was no fulfillment. And then I got to start walking in the light. Man, and that's, that's encouraging and it's exciting and there's, there's fullness in that. But we have to guard against falling back. And we have to be careful, we have to be wise, we have to make best use of the time that we're in. And then it says here in verse 18, and do not get drunk with wine, but be filled with the Spirit, addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord with your heart. So here Paul, as he kind of closes out 
this little passage here, he, he compares and he contrasts the difference between a worldly filling and a spiritual filling. And he says, hey, don't be drunk with wine. And what we have to understand is that being drunk with wine, it, it makes us impaired physically. It leads, really, it's a, it's a depressant, so to speak. It slows everything down a little bit. We become impaired mentally. Our decision-making gets a little foggy. And things just kind of begin to slow down, and we just aren't completely there. And then he says, but our job as, as children of light is to be filled with the Spirit, who's completely opposite. That kind of speeds everything up a little bit. That kind of gives us clarity. That gets us moving and gets us excited. And the way that he uses the word filled here is something that's continuous. As we break this down, it says, but be filled. So if we took the original Greek, it would say, but being filled with the Holy Spirit. Continuously being filled with the Holy Spirit. So to me, that says, hey, you know what? I have a choice to make each and every day. I can choose to walk in my own power. I can choose to walk in a dark world. I can choose to live life this way. I could not be very careful, not be very wise, not make really good use of the time that I'm in. Or I could choose to be filled with the Spirit and allow Him to work in my life. I can allow Him to do things that I know that I can't do. Man, when I'm at school, I can allow the Spirit to help me be kind to other students. And when I'm at work, I can allow the Spirit to help me be bold and stand up against the darkness at work. When I'm at home, I can allow the Spirit to help me be the leader that I'm supposed to be, to help me be the wife that I'm supposed to be, to help me be the husband that I'm supposed to be, to help me be the parent that I'm supposed to be. Now, when I'm with my friends, I can allow the Spirit to let me be an example of Jesus. And it's a choice and it's a decision that we continuously are allowing the Spirit to do something in our life. Allowing the Spirit to make a difference through us to impact the people around us for the kingdom. And that's my, that's my prayer for us. Is that we're just, we're walking so closely with Jesus that people are just drawn by the Holy Spirit. And how can we hold in something as great as grace? And we've experienced something that we didn't deserve from a Savior who loves us more than we could even imagine. And what we want to do is we just want to hold it all in. And we don't want the Holy Spirit to truly change our lives. And if we're honest this morning, a lot of times we're held back because we just don't want to move forward. And because we don't know what it looks like, we don't know what to expect, we kind of enjoy the life that we currently live, we kind of enjoy the darkness a little bit. 
and we just don't want to give it up. And then we know if we allow the Spirit to continue to do work, and if we're filled with that each and every day, and we make decisions each and every day to walk in the light, that, man, there's some things in our life that's going to go away. And we don't want that a lot of times. And it's not because we don't, we don't love Jesus, it's because we haven't fully surrendered to him yet. And if we're going to walk in the light, then it takes full surrender. Man, there's an old song, and if you were raised in church, you know it, but it says, I surrender all, all to him I owe. Man, we owe everything that we have to Jesus. And we're here this morning because of Jesus. And we have a relationship with God through Jesus. And we were brought from death to life because of Jesus. Some of us have overcome addiction because of Jesus. Some of us have amazing wives because of Jesus. Some of us have amazing husbands because of Jesus. Amen to that. Some of us have kids because of Jesus. Some of us are going to have kids because of Jesus. Some of our young people are going to find amazing spouses and they're going to have families and they're going to have purpose and impact beyond what they could ever imagine because of Jesus. And I'm begging you this morning to walk as children of light. Now we've we've talked about this before, but God doesn't He doesn't request that you become this. He says that you are this already. He's not requesting that we become children of light. He says walk as children of light because that's who you are in Him. Just walk into it. Walk into your purpose. You're like man, Dustin, that sounds pretty easy. Just walk into your purpose. Now, I'm going to be honest with you, it's not as easy as it sounds. But here's the deal. We get to live life carefully. We get to think about the decisions that we make. The closer we get to Jesus, the more wisdom that's poured out. And Scripture's clear. It tells us that if we lack wisdom, to do what? To ask God for it. I mean, I lack wisdom all the time. A lot. I just like to be transparent with you guys. So guess what I do? I ask God. And just please help me through this. I don't know what to do. And we think a lot of times that God doesn't care about the little decisions that we make. He cares. And he cares about intimate details of your life that you wouldn't even think that he cares about. If you don't know if you should use the black belt or the brown belt to spank your kids, ask God for wisdom. I don't don't use either one. I got a white belt that I use. But here's, in all seriousness, man, God cares about you. And I want each one of you to know that this morning. And that he, he loves you. Intimately. 
by every single person in this room. He loves you and he wants an intimate relationship with you. And his, his heart and his will for you is to walk as children of light. It's to say, man, you know what? I'm done. I'm done entertaining the darkness. I'm just, I'm not going to do that anymore. Because it's just not fitting for the saints. It's not a fitting lifestyle for the Christ follower. Because people are looking at you and they're waiting on you to do something wrong. People of the world are looking at you as a Christ follower and waiting for you to fail so that they can say, oh, well, look at Dustin. This Christian guy, look what he did. And that's what they're waiting on. And there's certain behaviors and there's certain lifestyles that just aren't fitting for us as Christ followers. And when we do fail, when we do mess up, and those people do start their talking and their bashing and they're trying to bring you down, we don't serve them. Right? Now we want to be of service to them as much as we can, but we serve God. We live for an audience of one. And as long as we're continuously moving towards him, continuously reaching out for him, continuously being filled with with the spirit and making decisions to, to walk in him and with him, man, I believe that we can step into whatever purpose God has for our life. And there's a lot of us sitting in here that maybe we don't even know what that purpose is. We don't know what God wants us to do. But I want to give you an answer this morning to that. And we've seen that through this study, is that he wants you to honor and glorify him. That's our ultimate purpose. He wants us to walk as children of light and be imitators of God. He wants us to, to reach people for him. And we get to do that in whatever season we're in, wherever we are in life. It doesn't change the fact that we're called to give him honor and glory and praise and to walk as children of the light. And we don't get out of that. We can't just use some excuse and say, well, God's okay with me not doing this. That's not the truth. The truth is that's what we're called to do. And as we close this morning, I just want to read Ephesians 2.10, which is our main verse for this whole series. It says, for we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. So this series is called Masterpiece and Progress because we are God's workmanship, because he's continuously molding us and shaping us into who he wants us to be. And we see it says, for what? For good works, so that we may walk in these works. And again, we, we have to clarify 
And I want to be very clear that good works doesn't save you. That we're saved by grace through faith. But that compels us to good works as a Christ follower. That compels us to to leave the life of darkness and to walk as children of the light. He has saved us for the purpose of praising Him and glorifying Him, which is a part of our good works, so that we may walk in that life. So I'm going to challenge you to do something this morning. I'm going to challenge you to take a step into your purpose. I want to challenge you to to take a step into a child of the light. Don't be, don't be fearful. Man, we sang this morning that we're no longer slaves to fear. Man, I'm a child of God. And I don't have to fear darkness anymore. I don't have to fear my past mistakes and my past failures and my past guilts. I don't have to fear making a mistake now. Man, I'm chasing Jesus. Let's make room for him this morning. Let's allow the spirit to push us into our purpose. So with no one looking around this morning, all heads bowed and all eyes closed. I want you to think about where you are in your life. I want you to think about whether you're walking more in the darkness or if you're walking as a child of light. I want you to think about if you are living out your purpose to give Him honor and praise in no matter what season you're in and to allow the Spirit to do work in your life every day. And what I want you to do this morning, if you will agree in unity with your family, with other brothers and sisters of Christ, to take your next step of faith, whatever that looks like, then I just want you to stand up out of your seat. Man, and we get to do this together. And we get to do this as community to take our next step of faith, whatever it looks like for us. Man, everybody's next step's different. But man, we get to we get to link arms as children of light and continue to walk forward. And we get to impact people for Jesus. Because we're no longer in the darkness. But we're children of light here to praise and honor and glorify God. God, I pray this morning. Thank you for joining us at the Impact Church Podcast. For this and other messages, visit us online at impactharlem.org. In the meantime, you can subscribe to this podcast, rate and review it on iTunes, and share it with your friends on social media. 
Once again, thanks for joining us at the Impact Church Podcast.